Okay, Derek is with us. Derek Hunter, welcome, my friend. I, Derek. God save the Queen, James. God save the Queen. Maybe, maybe the President of the United States is a big Sex Pistols fan. We don't know. The Queen is dead. I know. It's God it's, save the King now, doesn't he? I understand that. But you, you've got to realize that Joe Biden not only is somebody completely and thoroughly marinated in grandpa humor, He's also wildly stupid. So you put those, and senile, you put those things together and you come up with a bouillabaisse of just uh, confusion. And if you go down that rabbit hole, there, no good can come from it. So you just go, okay, whatever. All right, Derek, and, and uh, okay, I, I guess that's as good as explanation as any. I, it, it is bizarre. It is. And then there are shots today, I'm, I wasn't even going to get into this. He had this actress. What's her name, Eva? What's her name? Eva Longoria. Eva Longropia. It might as well be with Joe. Did, did, did I see that video correctly? Did he grab her? Um, he got some side her, boob out of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He did. <laughs> this is Joe Biden. This is who. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Don't be surprised when somebody does exactly what they've done throughout their entire career. Like, how can you be shocked by that? You just can't he, be. This, this is in front of cameras, in front of everyone. No. He grabs a woman and he grabs her. He he gropes her boob in public. Yeah. And she, oh. she, Miss Social Activist, Miss Left Wing, hasn't met a left wing cause. She She wouldn't. You know, sacrifice everything for just casually. And you can see it. If you recognize, she moves, she gets his hands off of her. She does right. it. She, she and she immediately, she'll be on the her. team. She'll be at a, the next Biden fundraiser they asked her to attend. She won't go on Entertainment Tonight or meet the press or Rachel Maddow and say, this is ridiculous and I felt violated. She'll let it slide because she's on the team. It's a small sacrifice to make for the cause, James. Let's talk about the cause, Derek. This was perhaps one of the most historically interesting weeks in American history. A president of the United States, former president of the United States, uh, was arrested and indicted Mm -hmm. by the Department of Justice and... I guess a few days away from it, we all, at least it doesn't, I don't know whether this still registers as being historically as significant as it is. What was your take watching events of last Tuesday? There's a little bit of disbelief, um, but sadly, it was all too believable. It wasn't as though things were normal before that, and then that happened. So we'd been down this, we're almost to the end of the slide, it seems, or at least we're further down the slide than uh, to be shocked by something like that. But it was disturbing. It was a clown show. There was no no cameras in there, no nothing, no footage of Trump, nothing like that. But it was wall-to-wall coverage of the clown show out on the street, the protesters on both sides, the reporters trying to fill the time. There's nothing worse in the world, and there's nothing worse for our country than 
media organizations covering an event where they have no information about it because then yeah. they just fill it with wild speculation. And that's all it was. But it happened. Oh, it did happen, yes. And these 37 charges are going to each one have to be defended. Yeah. Now, during the week, I talked to uh, Michael Bakesha, who argued and lost the Clinton Sox draw case. Mm-hmm. And he said, under the Presidential Records Act, this case should have never been brought. That the president has absolute discretion yeah. on any document he chooses to take with him, whether it's classified, because I specifically asked about classified documents, because when President Trump raised this at Bedminster when, after uh, his speech, and that was a fiery speech, which, of course, was not covered by the mainstream press mm-hmm. and was not it was barely reported on by the mainstream press. He went to lay out his defense at length and and tell everyone, look, under this case, the Clinton Sox drug case, he had full authority to take whatever records he wanted to take, period. So. I had, uh, Mr. Bashaka had written, had written a piece in the Wall Street Journal that began by saying this case should have never been brought. And here's why. And he, he outlined the case that had been decided federally. Mm. And the president, according to this case, has every right to choose what documents he takes with him at the end of the presidency, including classified material. And he has sole authority over that under the broad powers vested him by the Constitution. That that doesn't seem to be making it. And by the way, this 37-count indictment doesn't even mention the Presidential Records Act, which I found a little strange. As in most of these cases, the indictment is enough. Remember, Rush used to talk about it's the seriousness of the charge, not necessarily that you can prove it, but it's the seriousness of the charge. They try to, Democrats have one playbook, and they go back to it every single time. They're trying to taint Trump with the charges. The charges up in New York are even weaker sauce than this. So, they are sitting around hoping that the seriousness of the charge does the damage because they don't think they have much of a case. In this case, I'd like to think that if the president can find some attorneys to take this case, which is another bizarre thing and another testament to how the left is uh, trying to subvert and pervert justice, but uh, they would be moving to dismiss this one more quickly. This isn't as obvious. Don't don't people. skirt don't do not skirt do not skirt over that point, Derek. I want you to please take a minute with this point. Because you just said if the president can find attorneys. We I've seen the stories this week. You obviously have too mm-hmm. that the president is actually having problems, President Trump, trying to find attorneys to take this case on. Now, what do you think so is you behind that? You have to have that? local attorney. I believe the Florida law requires a Florida attorney, so that limits the pool a little bit. But he's inter- and you, you want these are serious charges, whether or not you think they're ridiculous. They're serious charges. You want serious legal minds on them, and you. Uh, so he's interviewed 
attorneys, and apparently, according to published reports, a lot of them, all of them to this point, since he doesn't have one, that he's at least tried to hire have turned him down for fear of retribution from the Democratic establishment, which tells you just how powerful and dangerous the Democratic establishment is in a state they don't even control, right? Democrats don't have any power right. in the state of Florida, but they fear retribution because one day they'll, they make a list, they check it twice, they're like the evil Santa Claus, and they will remember forever. And the revenge is a dish best served cold. Leftists, you mentioned Ronald Reagan to a leftist, and they still get physically angry about it. Like Reagan's been gone for 20 years, but they still, and out of office for 40, but they still will get physically angry over him. So um, there are a lot of people who are hesitant, apparently, to take this case. And uh, that that helps Democrats because they want this case to stick around as long as possible. If you get a good attorney... I mean, maybe an Alan Dershowitz could, uh, I don't know how, if you have to pass the bar in the state of Florida or if there's reciprocity, if you're you're a member of the bar in one state, you can join in another. But he needs a good attorney to come down and really fight to try and get this case dismissed. The longer this case lingers out there, the more damage it will do to people who don't pay attention to the news. That seems to be the plan. And so they're prolonging the damage that can be done, because I don't think he's going to be convicted. I, don't, I mean, maybe he'll be convicted by a jury of Democrats or something, but overturned on appeal, what have you, because the case does seem pretty weak, given the fact that he has this absolute authority to the Presidential Records Act. So they need to prolong the exposure of just this phase of it to put the stink of twice indicted, multiple counts, Former president, corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. Because if you deal with Democrats and you talk to them, they're no longer interested in debate, James. They can't do it. They they have been, lived in an echo chamber where it's just them talking to them and it's one-upsmanship rather than rebuttal to the point that they don't have the skill anymore. So they just say, Donald Trump is corrupt. Of course, Donald Trump is corrupt. And if you ask them, you confuse them with a, a wild, le- out-of-left-field question like, how is he corrupt? They don't know Right. You can't answer it. It's just, well, right. it's so obvious. So they right. just need that to sink into people without any backup or exploration. Lord knows the, the media isn't going to do any of that. And so that the stench follows him out. If you've ever been near, if you've ever been in a, a kitchen cooking seriously garlic Italian food, and then you go out of that kitchen, you kind of, you have that smell of garlic. But that's what they want. They want that, that stink to stay with them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. James Golden Sterling here. It is a Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-WABC. Coming back. A lot more to discuss. There are other things in the news. And we're going to get to them. Just stay right with us here on WABC. Coming right back. Welcome now, baby. You're casting your spell on me. 
Saturday morning radio extravaganza. <laughs> now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Consecutive week. Tapestry was the number one album in America. Carol King, New York's Carol King. And what an album. It's too late. This song, I Feel the Earth Move. Will You Love Me Tomorrow? You've Got a Friend. Singer, songwriter, Carol King. A legend. And this was her legendary release. Derek Hunter is with me. Derek, there is a uh, there's an article in the in Roll Call. Anybody read Roll Call anymore besides me? No. <laughs> okay, thank you. But there, there, there's an article in you Roll Call. This, no, they don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's an article in Roll Call uh, op-ed how inmate Trump could become President Trump and pardon himself. His support will grow, not get weaker. But the article set starts off this way, the op-ed. The date is January 20th, 2025, Inauguration Day in Washington. But the president-elect is hundreds of miles away behind bars. In this fictional but possible reality, Donald Trump, after being found guilty over his mishandling of classified documents and lying to federal officials, has been serving time at a federal penitentiary in Kansas. He carried the state by 15 points, just as he did in 2020. But just before noon, a small media pool is screened and escorted into U.S. Prison Leavenworth, a medium security facility, after being allowed by the warden to ditch his orange prisoner jumpsuit. The pool cameras captured Trump in his signature blue shirt, a blue suit, white shirt, and bright red necktie. At noon Eastern time, inmate Trump approaches a federal judge to be named later and son Eric Trump holding a family Bible. Three hours earlier, defeated President Joe Biden and First Lady Joe Biden had tearfully said goodbye at the White House to their White House aides before taking their final journeys on Marine One and then the smaller version of Air Force One for the short hop to their private residence in Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware. A defiant Trump triumphantly takes the oath of office and becomes the 47th President of the United States. He makes his way to a small table nearby with the presidential seal affixed. An aide hands him a document. The new president, the second in history, to serve non-sequential terms, signs it, pardoning himself. Minutes later, flanked by a small army of Secret Service agents and local law enforcement officers, Trump walks out of the prison and boards the beast. The heavily armored Cadillac limousine and other vehicles 
in one of the largest presidential motorcades ever seen. Speeds away. Destination, Kansas City International Airport, 20 miles away, where the larger and more recognizable version of Air Force One is waiting to ferry him to Joint Base Andrews outside Washington. Marine One then returns him to the South Lawn where he begins his second term with 37 minutes of chopper talk with waiting reporters after exiting the executive helicopter before entering the Oval Office for the first time in four years. Now, legal experts say this is a possibility. This could actually be the way this plays out. <laughs> I tell you what will be more interesting, if you're really looking for some fan fiction there, what if he's convicted on state charges and imprisoned on state charges where he doesn't have the authority to pardon himself? Whoa. Yeah, what do you do with that one? He governs from the uh, from the state, the state pen apparently. Although I would imagine any governor would be under enormous pressure to go. All right, you can go. I'm not saying that's likely to happen because the state charges are even weaker. But I'm just saying he wouldn't be the first if he were convicted and imprisoned. He wouldn't be the first presidential candidate to run to for office from prison. Eugene Debs ran for president from prison in uh, 1920 or 1924. I forget which. But he ran as a socialist. But and then there when, was that kook. Remember that Lyndon LaRouche, the the, uh, the kook guy? <laughs> Did Lyndon LaRouche ever go to jail? Lyndon LaRouche was just a perma candidate even when he was clinically dead, I think. He was missing. You'd, you'd walk around D.C. and always by the universities, you'd get off the metro there and there'd be a table set up with the LaRouches. It was like a cult. And you realized, oh, he he made a career. He made a business out of running for president because of federal matching funds and everything. I guess it beat working for a living. But he was crazy, crazy. But, yeah, he was a perma candidate. I don't, I don't know if he ever got on the ballot. He always ran as a Democrat and never made any headway, and I don't think he ever got enough signatures to get on the ballot per se, but somehow he managed to. Avoid working for a living by running for president. If this scenario were to play out, there would be so many things that would would just. Number one, I think the American society would be almost at a a, a breaking point if yeah. he were convicted and actually ever put in a federal penitentiary. I mean, yeah. this the but then if you had this scenario play out, then he's elected. And pardons himself, the left would go. They these they'd lose their minds, their collective minds, such as they are. Yeah, don't pluralize it. Their collective mind. They don't. It's <laughs> one the collective does not have individuality. No, they would, and uh, they would true. immediately start running for Congress. Say we will impeach him. It would be a a nonstop cycle of stupidity. They will have learned nothing because it still works. You know, it, it, their their tactics, you look at them as a rational person, you go, this is insane. They wouldn't do them if they didn't work. There's almost mm. a majority in the House. There is a majority of Democrats in the Senate. It works. 
We right. as conservatives have to do a better job in educating the public on what it is that they're doing on what it is they want to do. And what it, there's a huge discrepancy between what they say, what they campaign on, and what they actually prioritize legislatively. And there isn't a single Democrat saying, I will run to protect the right of boys to play in girls' sports. I will run to make sure that we can sterilize the next generation or a good chunk of the next generation. They don't run on that. They just do Derek, it. we have a call that just came in that I want to take because it's actually an interesting question. And I don't know the answer to it. And maybe you do, or maybe you want maybe you'd like to uh maybe you'd like to take a guess at the answer. Let's go to Ray in Cold Spring. Ray, welcome you on WABC. Derek Hunter is here with us. It's the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. What's this what is your question, Ray? Joe, it's, uh, Bo, it's my pleasure to talk to you guys. Well, my question is, let's say President Trump or any other president ever got convicted while they were out of office and they were in prison. Aren't they still um, to be provided Secret Service protection? Yes. How would that work in prison? The the federal government, the federal laws regarding protection of the uh, former president supersedes anything. They couldn't stop, I suppose, theoretically, of putting the president into a prison. But the Secret Service would be able to operate freely in there in whatever manner. They, it, is, it is unlawful for anybody to interfere with the protection of somebody under Secret Service protection. So they, the governor could say, you can't come in. The warden could say, you can't come in. They, they can't stop them. I mean, they could physically stop them. They'd be arrested. The Secret Service would theoretically have to do eight-hour or 12-hour shifts. I don't know how long their shifts are in prison with them. Nixon is the only one who ever gave up, I believe. his. He hired private security, but he gave up his Secret Service detail. The Secret Service is obligated legally, federal law, which supersedes state law, even state criminal law, to protect the president however they determine it needs to be done. So you would not be able to interfere with that. It'd probably be a pretty boring job to be a Secret Service member on the detail protecting a former president in prison. But you, you'd have it, and that's your duty. That's They would be allowed wow. to do it. I mean, this, the whole thing just sounds so surreal. Uh, Ray, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I can't imagine. (laughs) Look, if they convict Donald Trump on all 37 counts, let's say they get a speedy trial and in three months the jury find him guilty on everything. I see a a scenario where Democrats chomping at them, but they got what they wanted. They got their conviction. Joe Biden, in a moment of magnanimity, offers a pardon. Trump wouldn't want it. You can't reject it. But it's it's there. Donald Trump isn't going to prison. They they don't want Donald Trump in the White House. They recognize the fa- look. Joe Biden is accused of all sorts of things. He could easily end up in prison for the rest of his life if if somebody bothered to look into it. Right now, nobody in power wants to look into it. But someday, maybe, especially if they play this game. So I think it is. If you get a conviction, you immediately pardon, saying, "I'm going to spare the country." It's a Gerald Ford moment. I'm going to spare the country the hardship. Blah blah blah. Signed Derek, 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 the Democrat Party would would have a revolt. No, if Joe it Biden neuters ever, the appeal. They and would, we, they would you revolt. You can't be exonerated on appeal, James, if you're pardoned. 
you can't be exonerated on appeal when you get away from a jury, especially in a place like the, the case in New York. You get that away from a jury of Democrats and you put it before judges who are more interested in the law than settling political scores, which granted is a tough call. Um, then you end up with a situation where you say, all right, we're going to pardon them. Because if, if you, a, a judge, especially higher up federal courts, are going to go, this is a ridiculous thing. You change the statute of limitations. But if you pardon him, if Kathy Hochul pardons Trump, then he never has a chance to get that exoneration. That's true. I understand that. I'm just saying politically. You saw what happened to Gerald Ford. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Before, I want to continue this discussion for a minute, but I also want to talk about what happened at Dodger Stadium last night. Carol King on WABC. Derek Hunter is with us for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Your calls welcome. 800-848-WABC. The stylistics did an amazing version of this, a cover of this. Tapestry. Something inside has died and I can't hide and I just can't fake it. Oh, I can see the album cover right now. Everybody had this album. This was like one of the must-haves. The Tapestry album by Carol King, 1971. It used to be so easy living here with you. You were light and breezy and I knew just what to do. Now you And Nick, if we have the stylistic version of this, I don't know whether we do or not. If we do, let's play it. WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back. Don't go away. It's our Saturday morning's radio extravaganza. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. Nineteen forty-six, American songwriter, singer Barry Allen Pinkus. Oh, you, Barry Allen Pinkus. Doesn't ring a bell. Barry Manilow.
was born. Barry Manilow's birthday today. Happy birthday to Barry Manilow. Derek Hunter is uh, with us. Derek, I know you have your Barry Manilow nights at the house, don't you? Music and passion are always in fashion at the Hunter household as well, James. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, okay, you, you just the scenario that you laid out, though. I, I I'm going to take. I got to push back on that. They all know what happened to Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford magnanimously says, okay, I'm in now. By the way, Richard Nixon, you get a pardon. The anger from that just, and and, and the anger was also from many people on the Republican side who right, had come to hate Nixon just as much as some of the Democrats There were a lot of people the on the Democrats Republican did. side who were angry with Nixon, who saw thought Nixon was corrupt and wanted to see him brought to justice or whatever you want to call it. Nixon wasn't corrupt. And Gerald Ford, the anger was directed Nixon, toward Nixon Republicans. wasn't corrupt. Don't. I mean, Nixon, James, was, James, the stuff James, that Nixon James, did was so was to, small fry. Democrats did what they're very good at. They took right. a misbehaving Republican and painted them as all Republicans. Republicans did this. Republi- Even though it was uh, Gold, Barry Goldwater who went up to the White House and told Nixon, like, you've got to resign, dude, because you're going to get convicted in the Senate. It's, it's, it's over, and you, you want to avoid that. Uh, but it, it didn't matter. There wasn't, like, a good moment of unity where everybody got together and said, you know, put party aside. This was a Nixon thing. No, Democrats were saying this was Republican corruption, Republican corruption, because they wanted to win. And it was working. And Gerald Ford, for if you just take Gerald Ford at his word, it would have torn the country apart. So they said, I'll pardon him just to get this off the table. Well, Democrats were mad because... They wanted to get Nixon, and Republicans were mad because they wanted to be separated from Nixon. It ended it all. But it was cross-party. Biden pardoning Trump in my hypothetical situation gives Democrats the chance to run around and go, oh, we're so magnanimous. We're so wonderful. We're going to but spare. Not, but we're they, going they, to they spare don't want to be magnanimous. No, These they don't want to. The, the base doesn't want haters. to be, but they get to claim that they are. And it robs if, Trump of if, a chance of being able to exonerate himself. They want the Derek, conviction. If, they want if, to think the Democratic drone isn't going to argue with the Queen Bee. They just don't do that. That's not how they are. They, they would argue with this orders. because they, more than anything else, they hate, 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 hate Donald Trump with a hate that we cannot, that is not right, rational. Right, but that hate is, is only and, and so in existence hate, and only they, been inspired as a motivating factor for their voters. It's to distract from all the stuff that they're doing that's causing, you know, you go to the grocery store and you can't get out of there for less than 60 bucks, no matter what you go in there for. They're trying to distract from the fact that it costs twice as much to fill up your car. So they have that hate of Donald Trump. The hate of Donald Trump does not end. You can still if hate you Donald rob Trump. these people of a chance to see Donald Trump in an orange jumpsuit, if it came down to that, they would never forgive Biden for depriving them of that. They don't care the political ramifications. They don't care about splitting the country. They, if they cared about splitting the country, they wouldn't even be doing this. Obviously, 
I, they don't care. I think the MSNBCs of the world might not like it. It might be a very bitter pill to swallow, but they will swallow it. They know Ugh. what they need to do. It is agenda uberalis, James. The individuals involved agenda don't uberalis. matter. I love it. It's you said have a in German. Words. It's said in German for a reason. <laughs> it is agenda uberalis. The person achieving it doesn't matter. They're interchangeable. It's ever forward. It is push forward nonstop. And so if you have to do this, this gets them further down the road. You pardon Donald Trump, and then you get to say Donald Trump was never exonerated. Donald Trump will never have the chance to exonerate himself, and he is forever a convicted felon, even though the technically the pardon wipes that clean. And it's a victory for the Democrats without the violence and the inspiration there will be a lot of Republican voters and a lot of independent voters going, this is ridiculous if you throw Trump in prison. And it might counteract the number of Democrats wildly aroused at the prospect. So you avoid that. You neuter that. And you, you still think it's get ever the, the ability to say, he's a convicted, he was convicted, a jury of his peers, he is guilty of this, we let him go out of decency. But don't put this man in the White House, et cetera, et cetera. If there was I, any I, decency, he wouldn't. This would never be happening. Look, it let me turn. Any, you don't take what they say at face value. They use words. I never as do. Weapons. I mean, so they're that not decency. decent people, it and, has not, and they would never act them. decently. Let me like, let's change. Their tolerance this for a has nothing to do with tolerance, James. It's of course not. not. Tolerance. Tolerance is like, you do you. I'll do me. Leave it. Great. I'm going to let you exist. You leave me exist. It's. Tolerance is now you better damn well celebrate. You better be out there waving a a multicolored vomit flag at this parade because it looks like somebody ate a 64 crayon box of Crayola and then threw it up. You've got to celebrate that. If you don't have that on your car or your house, it's a problem. You're a hate monger. That's not tolerance. That is obedience. All right, did you have you seen the pictures from the Dodger game last night? I saw a bunch of seats. thousands, thousands gather outside Dodger Stadium to protest teams' godless support of LGBTQ nuns. This they're not nuns. and this is they're not nuns. They're they're, they're not. I, I'm just saying this I is know. the Daily Mail headline. I know. Okay, okay. The Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team facing. A Bud Light-style boycott after inviting a controversial LGBTQ group of drag queen nuns to a Pride Night ceremony. Now, to me, this is just embarrassing. Yeah. So they they first say, okay, we're doing it, and then Marco Rubio and others say, what are you doing? You're denigrating the Catholic Church. You are. This is blasphemy. This is horrific. The Dodgers say, you know, you're right. Maybe we won't do it. And then the LGBTQTIA plus people say, you better do it or else. And so the judges say, oh, you know, you're right. So we'll do it. We'll go ahead and we'll honor them. And so now you have these drag nuns show up at Dodger Stadium last night. But as you point out, Derek Hunter, the stadium was damn near empty. There's nobody in the stadium when they give them their honor for community work, which to me is an embarrassment. Why would you do this? Why would you first uh, say you're going to honor them, then say, no, you're dishonored, now you're back to being honored. Okay, here's the honor. We're going to give you an award with nobody watching. 
And outside, though, oh, outside, there were more people outside Dodger Stadium protesting this insane move by the Los Angeles Dodgers than there were inside. And I'm going to point something out here that you probably will not hear pointed out on many of the mainstream media. If you look at the pictures of those that are protesting, it is diversity on parade. (laughs) It is a diverse crowd of so many brown and black faces holding signs in Spanish and in English, Padre, Saganto, Jesus under God, They everything. It is what they always claim to want, a true diversity. But these are a diverse crowd of religious people standing up and saying, this is sacrilege, how dare you? And they blocked off, apparently, um, I'm trying to understand whether they really did block off the entrances so people couldn't get in, or whether the crowd was just so massive that people didn't want to try to get through it, or no one just wanted to show up to see the the, the ceremony for the LGBTQIA nuns. <laughs> Look, there, there's the pendulum swings one way, and then the pendulum swings back the other way. I don't think that's what we're seeing right now, James. I think we're seeing a recoil. This is recoil. It's different. It is, you know, you're trying to get a kid to eat vegetables kind of recoil. It's like enough already, all right? I had one spoonful of peas. That's enough. And now you've got to eat all of them. It isn't enough that you just say, whatever, do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. It is your expected, required to applaud it, to cheer it, to be a part of it, to celebrate it, to wave the flag, to cheer the, the grinding. A normal person looks at a, like, I don't care. I remember when drag queens were just dudes in dresses who, like, made exaggerated hair and makeup and body parts to be absurd. It was it was performance art. It wasn't a lifestyle. And now it's, we're supposed to go, well, that's, that's a mighty fine woman standing next to me hiking up her skirt at the urinal. And you, you have to play along with it. You have to accept it. I don't care. You want to be delusional and argue with a lamppost, go right ahead. But if you're going to make me take your side against the lamppost, I have a problem with it. You know, the lamppost didn't swing first. And we're seeing a recoil from that. Americans are very tolerant people. As long as you whatever, do whatever you want to do, do it in the privacy of your own home with adults who are willing. You take that outside, and then you add an assault on religion, and this group exists only to assault religion. I know that they're always billed as, they've been doing charitable work forever. So what, if the Klan decides to open up a soup kitchen, suddenly they're the magnanimous group. They've been doing, they got a real bad history, but they have also provided a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches to people. No. You look at the main focus of what they do. They exist. The persisters of perpetual indulgence exist to be a thorn in the side of Catholicism. They don't like Catholicism. You don't have to like Catholicism. But if you openly mock Catholicism, there's going to be a whole bunch of people who don't like that. Imagine if you openly mocked the Alphabet Mafia over there. The oh, you would never happen. In the same way that they're mocking the Catholic Church. It would be a hate crime. Gavin Newsom would, it would helicopter be. in the SWAT team. You'd be arrested by noon. That's we have to take a break. 
We have to take a break. Derek Hunter is with us. I love that. You're absolutely right, Derek. Barry Manilow takes us. We're going to come back in shortly. Your calls, 800-848-WABC. Don't go away. Welcome aboard. Nice to see you again, sir. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power. Kendrick Lamar, birthday today, born in 1987. Derek, what were you doing in 1987? Nothing good. Nothing good. <laughs> Statute of limitations might not have run, so I'd have to prefer not to talk about my childhood. <laughs> Enough. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you. Enough. Th- th- thank you, Nick. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got. I'm, I'm not going to comment on uh, No. You just did. You Look, it, just say it's crap. You can go ahead and say it. Come on, we can't say the young people's music is crap. It's we sound like, look, uh, if we sound I like sit old down people. With a bowl of edibles and a, a program on my laptop and make the same thing, it's crap. <laughs> Let's just be honest. There's no need for a guitar. You don't even. Somebody else played guitar already. I like that. I'll just take that and repurpose it, and then we'll just make a whole bunch of convulsing beats. And we'll. Now, I don't mean to sound all get off my lawny. If it's if there's good music that's made today, I don't dislike it. But I am a lyric person. I like a clever lyric more than I really. Well, didn't you hear his clever lyrics? I got. 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 You have a speech impediment. Very clever. Committing a hate crime. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But, I mean, didn't you hear the clever lyrics there? No, I did. I, I got something in my DNA. Play it again. I want to hear what he's actually he, saying. He, now I, I used my, uh, my vows. I used his lyrics as my vows in our wedding. It was uh, <laughs> okay. Just to behold. If, <laughs> you know, one of those special moments where you really try to find the right word. I got power, poison, pain inside my DNA. Okay. I was born like this. Where have we heard that before? To perform like this. Lady Gaga. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. Okay, that's very clever. Thank you again for that. I don't know. Shout out to Disney. Trying to get some of that Disney money. <laughs> oh boy! No, I know Shakespeare is modern day. Yeah, I got, I got, I got. Um, uh, the according to, <laughs> to the Hill, uh, the GOP and Grassley are digging for dirt on Biden amid the Trump indictment furor. I love how you, um, it's always couches are digging for dirt. They're digging for. They're investigating the. Journalists used to do that. Remember that when there was an allegation, yes. 
Right now, there's yes. a prime opportunity. Now, there would be piles of awards and fames if Joe Biden were a Republican, just sitting there waiting for the person who f- discovered how the bank transfers worked from overseas into Biden's personal coffers. Right? But they're not interested at all whatsoever. They don't even – now, if, if you wanted those awards and the fame and fortune, you could do it and go, you know what? I'm going to disprove these Republican theories. I'm going to show you that Joe Biden is not, in fact, the big guy. I will do that. You would be showered with awards that nobody's even bothering to do that. The New York Times has not set uh, anybody on this beat. Tells you something. It does. And I love this idea amid the Trump indictment. Oh, the G. So it's just almost no one was ever looking at Biden until the Trump indictment. Mm. And all of a sudden, Chuck Grassley and the GOP say, oh, you know what? Let's go try to find some dirt on Joe Biden. I mean, what kind of crap is this? I got, I got, you I got. You watch the press this briefing. Is... We've got emails from Hunter's business partner saying he's the big guy. Now we've got the Washington Times, Susan Fariccio, a very serious reporter, confirming that Joe Biden was referred to as the big guy in the FBI form that um, alleges the $10 million bribe. And there's been one person, a guy from the New York Post, who's bothered to ask about this at all. During the daily press briefing, there have been more questions about the transvestite who took their top off at the White House, which there should be question about. But there have been more questions about that than the Biden corruption scandal in the two and a half years the guy's been in the White House. They have the confidence of knowing that no matter what the allegation is, no matter what the proof of the allegation is, they're not going to be asked about it. They're not. And if they, if somebody from Fox or the New York Post does ask one question, basically the very historic Corinne Jean-Pierre says, I don't have any pages about that in my binder, so I can't talk about it, and moves on. And there will be no zero follow-up. Zero follow-up. That's you know, amazing. Derek, Even I wish. slow news days, they don't bother to go down this hole. I wish you would just write a freaking book. You are such a great writer. I wish you would write a book about the collapse of journalism. I'm serious, Derek. Because, and I know it would be so, it's, it's just so much to choose from. But the entire episode, with the way that the press has ignored everything with Joe Biden, including the days when they came out, when Congress comes out and says, hey, we found 20 shell companies, and they're linked to Joe Biden, and you can't find it anywhere in the American press. When you come up with these things, I mean, Derek, it's some... 20 shell companies, and what's the most amazing part of that is there isn't a single human being on the face of the earth that can tell you what these companies do. What are they, what are right. they good do they provide? What service do they provide? What good do they produce? Is there anything that they do? they I don't know. Maybe they're the they've cornered the market in widget manufacturing. But you would think that again, it comes down to if there were a simple explanation. Hey, we make cell phone cases. Joe Biden would come out and say, look at this. Here's one of our cell phone cases in one of my LLCs and immediately torpedo the whole thing. They don't because they can't. They can't because it's just that a shell corporation designed to be like a three-card Monty or a find the pea under the walnut shell that you'd find in Times Square at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's just to distract. It's just to make sure that following the money is more difficult, almost impossible. And it, when it Derek comes Hunter, to where can people find you? Impossible. 
Tell us where we can find you, Derek Hunter, please. Uh, Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast, or you just search Derek Hunter Podcast, and you go to townhall.com four days a week. You can do that so fast. Patreon.com. Patreon.com, correct? Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast, because everybody has a Patreon page. And your and your Patreon podcast is more popular than Harry and Megan's. That's not which. That's not that tough. It's not that tough. They, they just got the boot from Spotify, so. I yeah. saw, and they got called grifters. All they had to do was next to nothing, and they couldn't do it. Next to nothing. I'm exceedingly good at doing next to nothing. Somebody should pay me. I agree with that. I would Derek Hunter, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Derek. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Your call's coming up. More stories on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. So keep it right here on WABC. Next hour is going to be a rough one for some of you. I'm just warning you in advance. It's going to be a rough hour. We'll be back. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.